subject line and YouTube titles. How are those similar? How are those different? What are your learnings? Yeah. So, I mean, it's all psychology, right? Like it doesn't really matter what platform you're on. So for instance, on Twitter, like a common way that people start threads are like, it's kind of like a personal flex. Like I spent a million dollars last six months on Facebook ads. Here's what I learned. Um, but that personal flex doesn't only work on Twitter. So uh, I have a, a, a niche website about golden retrievers and uh, we were writing an article about uh, neutering your golden retriever. So I started the, the body of the email with kind of like a flex, like I read 12 studies on whether or not you should neuter your golden retriever. Uh, and that email uh, was like one of my most clicked emails. So, and that was just like, Hey, let me steal this from Twitter, you know, kind of uh, make it fit for my market and then use it on email. Um, and that works. So it doesn't really matter, you know, where you are like, yeah, like, uh, you know, there are some formats or some other things that might, you might need to be aware of, but really it's all psychology. Like the personal flex, like shows proof. Um, and it shows like, all right, like this is going to be a good story. Like I know why to listen to this person. So, so yeah, it's all psychology. Just if you can, if you can learn what makes people click, then you can be successful on really any platform. I love it. So, I mean, one of the key learning for us, like inspirations everywhere for you, maybe it's reading a magazine, maybe it's reading a Twitter thread, maybe it's looking at someone else's YouTube video, and then you use that for like an email subject line. So that's kind of, it sounds like where you're kind of being inspired. It's, it's not just one place, it's everywhere. And I know today you kind of wanted to talk about some tips and tricks for, I guess, subject lines in particular. So the floor is, is yours. Cool, man. Yeah. So I guess the first one, like the first kind of big mistake, um, and this is, you know, specifically for subject lines, but really any content is talking about the wrong topic. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter how like, you know, benefits driven or curiosity driven or fear driven uh, your content is like if it's about the wrong topic, then it just doesn't matter. Uh, so you can find the right topic by looking at uh, what has worked for you in the past, like whether that's looking like through your email, um, your, your email, uh, your email service provider or like looking through YouTube or whatever it is, like your past tweets. Um, figuring out the right topic is like the foundation of any good content. Uh, and the next one is like being too wordy. Um, so this again goes for anything, but especially on email subject lines, if you hide kind of like the main topic that you're writing your email about behind like a pile of words, then nobody is going to read it. So like, here's an example. Uh, the number one thing that most people don't know about running shoes so like running shoes is your topic there, but you've got a lot of words before that. So there's a chance like that could be truncated in email or like even if you're just like kind of skimming, like you're probably only going to look at like the first maybe three, four or five words. So your main topic is going to be hidden behind a bunch of those and that's and things. Uh, so, so yeah, just try try not to be too wordy um, and try to get like your value prop across as early as possible. So that example could be like number one thing you didn't know about running shoes. Like that takes like four words out, uh, but it gets running shoes closer to kind of the beginning. So, so yeah, so being too wordy is, is another mistake. Uh, you can also be too specific. Uh, so I mentioned I have a blog about golden retrievers and I was doing a series on two month old golden retrievers, three month old golden retrievers, four five and six. Um, and I was being too specific where I was saying, you know, 
for one example is five month old golden retriever puppies. Like for what I, I think the audience was saying, okay, if I don't have a five month old golden retriever, this isn't for me. So I was being too specific and they were kind of like self opting out. Uh, but instead, I know you had a tweet, uh, it was a couple of days ago. It was a selling a product will make you a dollar selling an idea will make you a fortune. Right. So, you know, I, so instead of, you know, my five month old golden retriever topic, that was, that was like a product, but instead I came up with a good idea and that was why teenage golden retrievers are the worst. So that's like a, it's a big idea. Um, it's, it's got a little bit of curiosity. So like, all right, why are they the worst? It's got some fear, like, oh man, I've got, I've got a teenage golden retriever. Uh, like, why are they the worst? What do I need to look out for? Um, so I, I just made it a little bit more fun. And that leads us to kind of like the next one, which is too boring. So, uh, you know, too specific and too boring. Like they kind of, they can go hand in hand. Um, but you just want to, you know, just go back to like that selling a product versus idea. Like try to come up with that big, fun idea that's like, you know, benefits driven or fear driven or curiosity driven um, and just try to try to make it fun. Uh, you know, it doesn't have to be so serious or bland or exactly like, you know, related to what you're selling. Uh, but, you know, it could be just like a, a fun idea or a fun story or a parable. Um, and the next one is being too general. So I know this is like the opposite of being too specific, uh, but like you don't want to be too general where, people are just going to like kind of skim on by your email and like, and not click. Like if you just say sale, they might click. Uh, but that's pretty general. Even if you say like 20% off, like who cares really? But if you say 20% off running shoes and I, if I like love running shoes, if I'm in the hunt for running shoes, I'm much more likely to click. Um, so, and especially like if I'm, if I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to buy running shoes. Like, yeah, put that there, put that right in the subject line. You want to kind of lead with value there. Um, so, yeah, so being too specific and the opposite of being too general, kind of you want to find that sweet spot. And then another one is uh, not looking at past data. So if, you know, it could be your data, like uh, we talked earlier about like picking the wrong topic. Um, so, and if you picking the right topic, you can look at your previous data. Um, but even if you don't have that much data, like if you're just starting out, uh, there is data everywhere. Like you can download Tweemex um, and you can look at people's like better tweets. Uh, you, you can sort their tweets by like most popular to least. So you can see what works on Twitter and like just go look at your competitors and say, all right, you know, these are the kind of like 10 topics that work well. You can do the same thing with YouTube, like go and sort their videos by most popular and you'll be able to see like all of their most popular videos. And then you can also look at the comments, like what are people asking? What are people not understanding? What are people having trouble with? Um, so that's all data that, uh, that anybody could use. You know, if you have a lot of data, that's still good to use, look at the comments. But if you have nothing, and if you're starting from scratch, uh, YouTube is like, I, I love learning from YouTube. Like it just, they make it so easy with all the comments and just being able to search through, um, you know, sort by, most viewed videos, you can see how many people watched it. You can see when it was published. Like they're just really transparent. Um, and it's like uh, any marketers like dream just seeing all of that data. I love it. I was actually going to ask you about that. So tools, it sounds like you use one for Twitter to kind of organize popular content. You use uh, YouTube, maybe just going to a creator or whatnot and kind of sorting by most least popular. Anything that you use for email? Like, do you use any like subject line generators or anything kind of for email? 
Yeah, I uh, I don't. I've so my newsletter is um, I have just like a huge swipe file. So that's one thing, uh, and that's just like kind of me personally. But also, I, I know you've talked about this. I've got like a swipe email, um, and I've subscribed to like fifty different uh, different email uh, different companies. Um, they're kind of they're broken down between like personal brand and e-commerce. So kind of like depending on what I'm using uh, or what, what I'm what I'm writing for, then I'll go and look at that. But you know, even kind of getting out of your uh, out of your own niche. Um, you know, that, that'll be a great way to kind of get the blood flow in and get the juices flowing and come up with good ideas. So yeah, th- those are really it. I mean, just big swipe files of emails and then Twimex and YouTube has it all. Nice. The last question I have. So like, I, I do what you said, kind of like you subscribe to a bunch of brands, emails in your industry, outside of your industry. Um, I don't do as much of like, I don't really screenshot people's tweets or I don't really like look at people's YouTube. How do you organize that stuff? Like, do you have a process of like, when you're just scrolling Twitter, like, are you actively looking for stuff that kind of like made you, you know, stop and kind of stop scrolling? And like, do you just screenshot that and throw it into a project management system? Like, do you have any system and way in which you, like, you track content across all these platforms because you are doing so many different types of things? Yeah. So uh, Google Excel or, uh, or Google Sheets. Um, so I have like on Twitter, like my, you know, my 10, 20 favorite creators, um, they're all in one sheet. Uh, so I'll just be open up their uh, their profile and kind of scroll through that. Um, same with uh, same with YouTube, um, where it's I mean it's all in Google Sheets and just kind of these are the people I like. I also have um, my own swipe file just for things that catch my attention. So it's all yeah, it's all manual. It's not anything like crazy. But if something like stops me in my tracks, like all right, I'm, I'm definitely going to use this one day. Um, then I'll, I'll throw it in like an Evernote or, um, or my Google sheets. Nice. I haven't used it, so I can't speak to it, but I've been seeing people like in the past, like week or two on Twitter, um, they've been like tweeting at this account, like save to notion and save to click up. So it's kind of like interesting, like oh, people shoot. are just dropping a comment. Like, I think there's one to like do an unroll, right? Unroll like a, a thread. That mm-hmm. one's pretty cool. And then there's other ones now I'm seeing like people are saving to all these types of things. I'm like, huh. I wonder if that goes into like a shared channel. I wonder if that goes into like different channels. I wonder if like they're using keywords. So now that I'm thinking about that out loud, like I'm going to have to mess around with that. And I was curious if you've seen that or not. Yeah, no, I haven't seen it. Do you use any, uh, any tools for email specifically? Um, on the email side, I mean, we've been using the same email address. It's just like design at our uh, agency website.com. And we just have been kind of subscribed to those emails since like 2018 um, and we're trying to start to add like tags to some of the emails so we can kind of sort by this industry or that industry, right? Whether it's apparel versus, I don't know, fashion versus health and wellness. So we just kind of have this email account that we have probably at this point, thousands of brands we're subscribed to and probably receiving thousands of emails a week. And we're trying to now like categorize and tag these. It's been a little bit challenging, um, but we have certain brands that we kind of go to and follow as well that will kind of like be like, oh, what's Outdoor Voices doing or what's you know, whoever doing, uh, depending on who we're kind of researching for. Yeah. Yeah. I like looking at competitive industries the most just because like those are going to be where like the cream of the crop go. Um, you know, not many people, not many good marketers are going to be in really like kind of niche segments, uh, that like, you know, there's not much, oppor- uh, not much competition because you know, competition will make you better and everything will kind of like float to the top. So yeah, I'm a big fan of, of health and wellness, of like kind of making money, um, that kind of stuff. 
Sweet can magic. I, this was awesome. Can I shoot, a, can I shoot a, a question back at you? Yeah. What's up? Yeah. So I, uh, I was just telling you about like kind of my mistakes. Like, what do you, what do you, what mistakes do you see people? Making? Yeah. When it, when it comes to subject lines. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. Uh, I think, I think one, I, I got a couple of thoughts, I guess. Uh, one thing is like, they're testing subject lines, but they're ignoring everything else. Right. Like when I think about like what gets someone to open an email, there's typically like four or five things, right? So one obviously is like, where do you land? Are you in the primary folder? Are you in the promotions? Are you in the spam? You obviously have some control over that to some degree, right? If you're a good sender, you're, you're likely not going to be in spam. Whether you're in primary versus promotions, like it's kind of a coin toss. There are things that you could do to hopefully be in primary, but there's no silver bullet. There's no guarantee. And then from there, right? The other factors that we control are like the from name. So a lot of people send me an email that are on my newsletter saying, Hey, your from name says chase at chasediamond.com. Like, did you mean to do that? And that's actually intentional. I've done so much testing on from name where I send from Chase Diamond versus chase at chasediamond.com. And the email address as a from name actually has better open rates. Just because if you scroll through the inbox, it might say Jake Thomas, Chase Diamond, Liquid Death, Outdoor Voices. But if you see someone's email as a from name, you're like, huh, what's this? So it's one way to kind of stand out. Um, and then with subject clients, right? It's every brand that we work with. There's, there's like really different nuances at work. Some brands, like people love emojis for whatever reason. They love emojis in the subject line. And we use that for some of our brands on every subject line. Other times, right? Like, you know, certain companies have like a more dark kind of different type of personality. So it's a little bit more of like a dark, I wouldn't want to say creepy, but it's a little bit like, I don't know, not as fun or witty, exciting. And people kind of vibe with that. We have other brands that are kind of more like what Chubby's does or like, they're just so out there and they're crazy and they're fun and they're entertaining. And people are just like, what is this? And they open it and they know, you know, what they can expect. So um, I think it's really like to your point, like you have to test because what works for one brand doesn't work for the other. And we work with like 20 or 25 brands in the food and beverage category. And like pretty often, like different brands might try the same thing and have completely different results because one might be targeting women 18 to 25 and another might be targeting men you know, 60 to 70, right? And just inherently they're going to interact with different things. And I guess really quickly to kind of round out, like the next thing in like is the preview text or some people call it the pre-header text, right? And obviously you know what that is, but for everyone that's listening, it's essentially like a second subject line, right? You have to be able to optimize this. It has to add curiosity and intrigue along with the subject line. And then the last thing that impacts whether someone's going to open it or not is the timing of your email. Are you sending it 8 a.m. PST? you know, 1 p.m. local time, you know, sending it in the evening. And if you use a tool like Clavio, they've got something around smart send time where you basically send and they'll tell you, hey, you have the highest open rate at 8 a.m. PST. You have the highest click-through rate or conversion at 8 p.m. local time, right? Um, so like those are kind of some of the things I think about. Really important though that obviously, again, you probably know this, but for everyone listening, making sure that you're only testing one variable at a time. If you're going to do a subject line test, subject line A versus subject line B. If you're going to do a from name test, it's from name A, from name B, everything else is the same. I guess those are kind of like the main things that kind of come to mind outside of just subject lines. I think you did a really killer job on, on that. So I don't have a whole lot of things to add, but those are kind of the factors I think about in terms of getting people to open. And then to your point, you kind of mentioned earlier on like getting people to click through, you know, it has to focus on a big idea. It has to be interesting. It has to be exciting. It has to be timeless. It has to be relevant, right? So really focusing on like the copy. Uh, everything from like testing plain text versus design, different offers. Like say your brand that has an AOV and average order value of $50, uh, 10% off versus, you know, $5 off, right? It's the same exact discount. 
but sometimes just the positioning of percentage off versus dollars off moves the needle. So that's kind of like my quick and dirty, unprepared answer to your question. Yeah, no, sorry for uh, just tossing it on you. But um, yeah, I think that like kind of going back to like testing, there are three kind of main reasons that people do things online. Uh, Usually that's like click or whatever it is, uh, is fear, desire, and curiosity. Uh, So you mentioned this earlier, but like some of these companies just have like a dark brand, uh, like liquid death, like, you know, that's all like fear. Um, like Chubby's probably wouldn't do a lot of fear stuff, uh, but they would do kind of desire yeah. and curiosity, um, you know, and having fun. So kind of if you narrow your down, narrow down your testing into those three emotions, then you can kind of figure out which one works best for you and then go from there. But yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Uh, not one thing is going to work for everybody. I'm a huge fan of modeling, but, uh, but after modeling, you need, you do need a test. Yeah. And I think like to your point, like a lot of the tips that you gave, like those are best practices and you have to start there, right? Because you have to be able to know like what to test. And I'd say the things that you mentioned, like not too general, not too specific, right? Like finding like that happy medium that is going to work most often than not. So I think a lot of the rules that you gave, I like those because those are going to probably work, you know, 80% of the time. And obviously there's certain nuances and whatnot. Um, But yeah, this was fantastic. Where can people find uh, your website or you online? Yeah, uh, Twitter at uh, J Thomas underscore underscore. So there are two underscores after that. And then uh, at creatorhooks.com. That's the YouTube newsletter. Um, and all it is is kind of breaking down formulas. I know you're a big uh, template and formula guy for email subject lines. Uh, so I'm specifically breaking down YouTube formulas, but I've used those for uh, blog posts, for subtitles and blog posts, for email subject lines, for um, you know uh, the, the preview text. So it's all, it's all just copy at creatorhooks.com. Sweet, man. We'll appreciate you. I'll drop those links below. Sweet. Thanks, man.